I am blown away. And I don't know if it's because we live in a bubble or something. I don't know. But I am blown away by the amount of people who do not have situational awareness or social awareness like that I meet on the road. And I'm just like, this is so weird. What's up? Welcome back to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. Welcome. We are your hosts. Kim and Aaron G. I am practicing speaking louder because somebody says I speak too loud. We've you been, do. We've been checking the mic for the last 20 minutes. Okay. The last couple podcasts, I noticed since we're in our new studio and we're not sitting exactly across from each other, that Kim sounds like she's like 800 yards away. I'm speaking as loud as I can. And okay. there's a pug in the room. We let her in. We're going to give it a whirl. We are. We are your hosts, Kim and Erin G. We are the creators of the online course for healthcare travelers, Traveler School, the Facebook group also for healthcare travelers, <laughs> Travel Life Freedom and Scrubs, and and the creators of Freedom and Scrubs Adventure Trips. Nice. Woo! Nice. All right. So this episode is going to be super fun. Yeah. It's something we talked about at TribeCon. Yeah, it's it's a topic that I think doesn't get as much... It's not talked about as enough, enough in our industry. And it's about being the new kid and showing up every couple of months and being brand new to an environment and having to learn the people, learn the protocols, learn the doctors. Like everything you do is, is basically starting from scratch every couple of months. And so we kind of want to dig into that a little bit. And give some tips and tricks and, and our rituals and things that we do to help kind of calm the first day jitters and start your contract off on the right foot every single time. Yeah, and again, you know, anybody can travel, but it all comes down to do you want to be a good traveler? Do you want to leave an impression? Do you want to continue traveling and have a good experience? Because anybody can go in there and just be the new kid and just be like, screw everybody. But we want to give you tips that's going to help you stand out. Yeah, you don't want to be that person. Right. And we're going to talk about what that person looks like. Yeah. So let's get into the episode. Let's do it. P.S. Before we dive into the episode, if you are enjoying this episode and you think it can add value to someone else, please share this with your friend, all of your friends, your family, your grandma. <laughs> get it out there. Everybody in this bitch. Share with everybody, okay? <laughs> and leave us a review. Yeah. We appreciate your feedback. Yeah, absolutely. It means the world. It does. Okay. Um, so what's funny about this is we have been batching um, podcasts because we're leaving. Mm -hmm. And so we usually like to start with like what we're up to, what's going on, what's real. But we've done we're that doing in the, the past. Same like, shit. Right. So therefore, this one, we're just jumping right in. We're just sitting on the bed getting ready to head to Sacramento. Yeah. Tomorrow is our official nine-year wedding anniversary, mm -hmm. which is really cool because I was actually thinking, just, you know, sitting, contemplating on the couch, eating Quest Bar, or not a Quest Bar, a, a Tonut Bar. Okay. And I was about to say you ate my Quest Bar. <laughs> But it was a cake batter. Mm. It was actually pretty good. And I was thinking like, wow, this time nine years ago was the night, the rehearsal dinner. And we were at my sister's house and we had baked stuffed clams, which for anybody who knows me knows like that is my favorite thing in the world. They even brought the quahog shells down from Rhode Island. Yeah. So a little backstory. 
my family has a beach cottage in Rhode Island and it's one of my favorite places in the world and right off of the property you go into the water and it's like a family thing we all do it except me I don't do it all the boys do it they go in and they get clams or we call them quahogs there and they're huge and then you bring them up and you cook them and then you mix them up with butter and garlic and cheese and breadcrumbs. breadcrumbs and you bake them and you drizzle butter on top. Like it's a whole experience. And so, and then you put them back in the clamshell and then you basically get them out and we gobble them up like 20 at a time and mm-hmm. they're the best things in the world. My yeah. mouth is watering. I yeah, wallowed no. right now. But and my, we also had... But so my aunt brought these clam shells down. Mm-hmm. And so we had can- canned clams because obviously we didn't have the fresh quahogs from the water in Rhode Island. But it was such a nice treat. It was such a moment. And then uh, we had pizza pie. Tommy's pizza. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And everybody was at my sister's house. Yeah, and they the hosted and did a really good job. Yeah. That was amazing. It was so, like, it's so crazy to think that was nine years ago. And then tomorrow we were like getting married that's so weird like we were such children and i had like a killer tan slash oompa loompa don't ever like pro tip for anybody who's going to be getting married or just doing any like leaving your house or going in public don't do a spray tan like without doing a trial run to see how it's going to look if you're doing it for something specific because my sister and i just like jumped in and i basically turned orange like an oompa loompa and I was orange for my wedding. No, you weren't. Legit. No, you, you weren't. You know I was. No, you weren't. You were really... I the rehearsal the dinner, the it was insane how dark you were. I looked like a pumpkin with but white eyes. But the wedding, you did not. It, like, cleared up it over did. me. Yeah. Which but was nice. I like, was a unique color on our wedding day. Mm-hmm. Little, little unique. Little Yeah, bronze. both you and your sister's tans came down. Yeah. Thank God, because that rehearsal dinner, those pictures... I wish you could. I wish you could show a picture because it's classic, and I just have this big bow in my hair and just like an orange face. We should put one up on freedomandscrubs.com. Let's do it. Okay, go to freedomandscrubs.com and you can see the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll see if we get there. Okay, Uh, that's big. That's big, big stuff. Oh, was that the best day of your entire existence? It was. It was amazing. I was actually talking about it. Said that with enthusiasm. No, I was actually talking about it today about people that go into like major debt for weddings and just how special our day was. Yeah. It was awesome. We had a 40-person wedding, basically, mm-hmm. and it was just like our close friends and family. We got married on the beach. We basically and cut it off that if we hadn't talked to you in a month, you weren't coming. Yeah. Like, we only wanted the people that we cared about. Well, we cared about a lot more or, people, but... <laughs> I shouldn't say that. The problem is, is it's like, okay, well, I'm going to invite my best friend's mom, and then Kim was like, well, then I got to invite my best friend's mom, yeah. and then it just kept going and going and going, so we were just like, we just got to cut it off. Like, Well, no, and I think like we were super clear on the fact that I didn't... We were paying for it ourselves. My dad did help with the dinner, and he helped with some other things, which is amazing, but we basically were doing this on our own, and we knew we didn't want to go into debt. And more than more than that, like I didn't want to be stressed. I've never been one of those girls who dreams about my wedding and plans my wedding and has a box of all the things. Like I honestly didn't really care. I was excited to get married to Aaron. I was excited to start a life, but I wasn't like obsessed with a wedding. And mm-hmm. so we knew we wanted it to be easy and simple. And I didn't want to be stressed out about every little detail. Like that does not sound fun to me. Even right. if we had hundreds of thousands of dollars to blow, I would. I just we didn't that, want a bad yeah, that trip. wasn't important. Yeah. And so 
we just wanted to have a simple thing on the beach with our family. My mom married us and did the most beautiful ceremony. That nobody could hear. That nobody could hear. I still have no clue what she said. No, that's not true. She actually, I ha- we had the cards. Remember mm-hmm. we read them a couple mm-hmm. years ago? And then we wrote our own vows. No, nobody could hear the violinist. Yeah, ha- she wasn't even there. We hired a violin if that's what it's called to play the what is the song the canon and d major yeah the wedding song and like nobody saw her or heard her the whole time and she like blew away into the dunes yeah (laughs) no it was good it was it was awesome because i mean your sister helped out and she bought your dress yep and then they took care of um the rehearsal dinner and then my dad bought the pizza for the rehearsal dinner no it was 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 great it was a team effort and it was, I just loved the ease of it. That's the advice I always give people that are going to be getting married is like, just have this be fun and mm-hmm. have it be easy and simple and like taking the day because who wants to be stressed for a whole year? Like, who, like, who cares? Right. Okay. Anyway, that turned into a wedding episode. It really did. But it's relevant because it's tomorrow's our anniversary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the app. Let's like dive in. To always being the new kid, right? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I don't even remember. Always being the new kid is so crazy because, again, in the in the travel world and all of the Facebook groups and all the talks, it's really not talked about a lot. And I think it's one of the most difficult things personally and mentally that we deal with as travelers. Well, just to put it in perspective, as a traveler, you are moving around essentially every three months, right? So unless you extend, typically a contract is three months. So every three months you are gearing up to walk into a brand new environment where you know nobody, right? Most of the time, you don't know anybody. You have no idea what you're walking into, who you're walking into, and you're gearing up to learn an entire new system, a new way of doing things from scratch every single time. And We've been doing this now for over seven years. I've had tons of first days and it hasn't gotten any easier as far as I still get nervous every single time and basically like poop my pants every (laughs) single morning. I'm definitely more confident now. Mm -hmm. I feel more comfortable in my own skin that I can really walk into anything and handle it because we, we walk into all different kinds of situations and we have to figure out how to handle it. But those nerves have never really gone away. That's a lot. I don't, it's a very unique thing because not that many people have that many first days in their life, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic that we do as travelers. No, absolutely. And then especially if you're in radiology, I mean, I guess anywhere, you know, nursing, you're, you're dealing with the physicians and learning how they do things. And, you know, in, in IR, they're very particular about how they do things. And it's really bizarre because, you know, I had this conversation today with one of our travelers. She messaged me and she said, how do you deal with... Um, when, when you know something is correct and you know, it's the right way to do something, but Mm -hmm. a place doesn't do it and they skip corners or they do different things and you feel like you want to like exert yourself and say like, we should do it this way because of this. Like, how do you deal with that? Cause it can be tough. And I told her, you know, it is, it's one of the toughest things we do. And, you know, I'm at a facility now that, you know, it's, it's, it's not like a advanced facility and. We do a lot of basic cases, and and when we do get big cases, there's a lot of times that, you know, it's just 
things are done completely different than I'm used to. Yeah. And it's not right or wrong. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is I tried to tell her and learning that, that rope is a very tough line. It's not something that you can just give a straight up answer to because you have to feel it out and feel what's best for, I mean, my, well, I think that again, you're not there to be a consultant. You're there. I, I don't care how long, like I've been a stenographer for 12 years. I know how to do most things, but I'm not there. I'm there to, to learn how they do it. You are there to help them fill a void in their department. And so you are there to learn the way they do things, their protocols, the way their doctors like to do it, the way their techs like to do it. Like you're there just to mold and bend and be flexible and be like, I'm here to help. How do you, where do you need me? What do you need from me? That's how, like you're not there to consult a department. You're not there to consult, but you still can't lose yourself either in your skills. You can't downplay your skills. Well, no, and, and it's like I teach people stuff all the I time where I am. So, yeah, there's a difference between teaching people things when there's a willingness and openness and then trying to say, well, there's nothing worse than when a traveler says, well, at the other facility uh, those, I was at. Those words are awful. Don't be that person right. because it's annoying and nobody wants to hear that. Like you're there to help them and their department and that's what you're there to do. Unless you're specifically asked how is this done at other facilities. Right. Okay. So, again, putting this into context. First day, you walk in, no idea what to experience, okay, or what you're going to experience. And so you're going to be learning new protocols, new doctors, new personalities, which again, mm. that's a huge thing all on its own mm-hmm. of, of being social, of like putting yourself out there socially and, and getting to know the people you're working with. And as we know, we work with a lot of different personalities. And so trying to find your way through that, like that's its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, new machines, new workflows, like how they go through the schedule, um, new exams, new, like everything is brand new. And you you go in and you feel like you're going 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I come home on my first day. Oh, I'm wrecked. Like you literally feel like your head is just spinning because you're taking in so much information. I think the other unique thing about traveling is that as a full-time employee, a lot of time there's this period of time, a couple of weeks where you're training and you're just kind of finding your groove and there's somebody there teaching you the ropes. As a traveler, you're expected to pick things up very quickly Mm -hmm. and to jump in and kind of just hit the ground running because you're there for a reason. They need you to start working. And so the, the amount of time you have to quote unquote train is little to none. <laughs> yeah. I've been trained for like an hour and then mm-hmm. I was off on my own. So mm-hmm. you're you're just taking in so much information as quickly as possible and um, and that can be a lot. Yeah, no, it is. And that's where you have to hold to your your standards as well. And and I think being upfront and honest is, you know, is the best policy and just saying like, hey, I need a little bit more time with this or that, but I can jump in and, and knock this out or whatever you feel comfortable with, stay in contact with your lead or whoever, you know, you report to and, and kind of check in on your own. Say, hey, how do you feel like I'm doing? I feel like I need a little bit more work in this to kind of get used to this. Yeah, I, I firmly understand, like, for instance, like how to do the case, but you guys do it a little differently. So I kind of need mm-hmm. to to understand that. Um, one thing that I always use in IR is I always say, like, I've done 200 port insertions but this is my first one with you. Right. So I need to learn you. So let me get used to it. Yeah. I always say, you know, here's a pro tip. I bring in a we, but we bring in a notebook 
small notebook that you can put in your pocket. And I use those first couple of days to ask as many questions as I possibly can. To ask questions, not only ask questions, but to write down the answers so that mm. you can ask a question once and have your answer written down. I still carry my notebook. I'm still referencing it. I'm still looking back at passwords and all that kind of stuff. So you don't have to keep asking the same questions over and over again. But I use that time to really pick their brain and I make a joke out of it almost like, listen, I'm going to be that girl that is going to ask a million questions that's going to wear you out and break you down and just pick your brain as much as possible because I'm somebody who likes to be very clear. Mm -hmm. I feel the most confident when I have a clear direction and understanding of what my focus is and how things are going to go. And so I'm going to wear you out for like the first day or two, but then I'm like good. Mm -hmm. I can refer back to my book and I feel like I have everything I need. So that's a, that's a huge pro tip, right? Ask a shit ton of questions. Like this is your time to ask questions and learn. Like Aaron said, like I've done a million ports. How do you do it? I do the same thing with ultrasound. Like, you know, I've done a million pelvics. Do your rads like things done a specific way? Do they want us to add in this? Do they not care about this? Like, just get super clear on how they roll, what mm -hmm. they need, and then you can kind of find your way through that. Absolutely. You still have your methods of, mm -hmm. of the way that you go about it, but the only thing that changes is the end result. A hundred percent. Do you want to talk about, like, kind of our ritual for how we start yeah our first day so one thing for me is i like to eliminate all possibilities of nerves as much as i can and the way that i feel like i do that is knowing and learning as much as i can before i go in on the first day so number one it all traces back to your interview how well do you interview that's one thing that we really didn't talk about very much but i try to understand as much as i can about the department and get the most clear picture i can during the interview mm -hmm. again travelers this is not the same as taking a full-time interview you are interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you so in traveler school we break down all the stuff for people to be able to interview properly because that is what saves you in most of your contracts if not all of them the one contract that was kind of dicey was because I didn't ask the right questions during the interview. And after that, I said, things are going to change from here on out. Mm -hmm. So very clear. You state everything in that interview. You ask them if they understand that and if they're okay with that. And then you go from there. So can I say one thing? Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to be that person that asks questions because I think sometimes people get nervous because they don't want to bother people or um they don't want to seem needy yeah and it's like don't be afraid to be that person ask questions because if you don't ask the questions you're going to get off the phone or you're going to be in the department on your first day or whatever and you're going to feel uncertain and unclear and when you feel uncertain and unclear you're not going to be performing at your best Right. right. You're not going to feel your most confident. Right. Confidence comes from being clear and, and, and understanding what you're doing. So on an interview, don't hold back. Ask questions because you want to hang up and know that this is a right fit for you or it's not. But that only comes from the questions you're asking. Right. And the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, asking questions on an interview and, and really getting an idea of what you're walking into is so important. That being said, there can be times, even when you ask the best questions and you have a kick-ass interview, you can walk into something very different and they painted a different picture on 
the interview. And so just know that that kind of stuff does happen sometimes. Yeah. Even but when I, you are a good interviewer. But the thing is, is you still have that interview because I've actually had that happen to yeah. where I walked into the director and the manager and said, on my interview, we stated this. <clears throat> Am I off base? Did I miss something? And they were like, no. And I said, this would have been a deal breaker if we would have talked about this on the interview. And they said, oh, we didn't know it was a deal breaker. I'm sorry. Like, we'll definitely, you know, honor what we said in the mm-hmm. in the interview because I had the interview. I asked mm-hmm. the questions. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, Kim is a big question asker and I wasn't. And I would get off the phone with my first couple interviews and she was like, so what's your shift going to be? And I was like, well the thing said it was eight to four thirty, and she was like what did they tell you it was and i was like i don't know how much call are you going to take i was like i don't know there's call involved but i don't know what it actually is and that feeling brought up anxiety Mm -hmm. because then it's like i'm already thinking about this going into the facility what's this going to be so i'm on edge so the minute they tell me what it is if it's something i don't like that's my fault that i didn't ask the questions because we could have sorted that out before i even signed the contract And that's the thing is a lot of facilities have said, ever since I started asking all these questions, they've actually said, man, how long have you been traveling? Like, I've never heard a traveler ask these questions and I love it because it shows that you're prepared and that Mm -hmm. you're going to be a good fit for this place. And that is 99.9% of the interviews I've done have been like, wow, thank you for asking all these questions. It's refreshing to know that a traveler cares enough to ask these questions. Yeah. That, yeah, 100%. And I think we will do another, like, a quick tip about interviews specifically. Yeah. Um, But, you know, just when you're thinking about the type of questions you want to ask, just think about what do you want to know? What's important to you? Like, what what is your shift? Are you going to have a varied shift? Could it change? Are you going to have to take call? Can it change? That's a huge one. Are you going to work holidays? Can you get this time off? Whatever it is that you feel like you need to know, write it down and make sure you ask it. Yeah. Okay, we're digressing. Let's get back to our rituals. So basically, once you understand all of that, now you arrive at your new place. Um, One of the first things Kim and I do, besides like going to the gym and our store and all that kind of stuff, because we get settled into a routine, is we drive by the hospital. And I usually like to go during the time that I'm going to start my shifts. So that way I know what the traffic is like. And then I actually park in a parking spot and I do this and Kim doesn't. It's kind of funny. I actually go in the department um, and I, and I set up a time and I talk to him on the interview. I'm like, Hey, if I get to town early, is it cool if I come up to the hospital and just kind of like see where I need to go and kind of introduce myself because that takes the nerves off because you got to think first day you're nervous of who you're walking in with. Where's the department? What if I get lost? What if I can't find a parking spot? What's the traffic going to be like? And those added things in your brain take you away from being able to focus and be clear and show up as a badass on your first day. 100%. The more you can do to feel relaxed, because again, anytime you walk into something new, most people, there's nerves, right? You're out of your comfort zone. You don't know what to expect. You're nervous. So the more things that you can do to help yourself feel the most relaxed it's going to support you. It's going to help you feel better. So knowing where you're going, where you're going to park, what traffic is going to be like, that helps me be like, okay, cool. Like, cause I get super anxious if I'm driving anywhere for the first time and I have to like follow the Google map and I, you know, it's like, so knowing where I'm going is huge. And, and leading up to that first day, like the night before and even the morning of, I like to do the things that help me feel my best, right? Because the better you feel, the more confident you're going to feel, period. You're going to show up as your best self when you feel your best. So for me, that looks like having a workout and a healthy dinner the night before, 
being able to pack a healthy lunch the next day. I do, when I can, like to work out first thing in the morning. Because mm-hmm. think about that energy you're going to get and you're going to just like feel good. And it's just going to, it's like such a great way to start the day. And then um, having, you know, a healthy breakfast. For me, I take some time to, you know, have a prayer, meditate, be quiet, just set an intention of like getting, just like tuning in with myself, connecting with myself and being like almost giving myself like a pep talk. Like, you got this, you know, and just like helping myself get in a really high vibe state. And then it's go time. Yeah. And I usually poop my pants like five times. Like I literally walk into the hospital. I do this almost every time because I go, you know, you go through the front. You you don't really know which way to go in yet. So typically we'll go through the front and I always find a bathroom in the lobby. I go in there and rip ass for like five minutes. Nice. I give myself plenty of time and I'm just farting and I'm pooping. <laughs> Okay. No, because you get a bellyache. I get the bubble guts. That never happens with me. You don't get the BGs? Never. Yes, you do. Never. Okay. Well, I get the BGs. My tummy gets sensitive. Okay. So, and then I just kind of, like, after I release, then I just, like, look in the mirror and I, like, say affirmations and, like, just pump myself up and just kind of, like, let's go. Like, let's do this. And Mm -hmm. then I just go. Like, I just, like, beeline it and just, like, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. No, I you know mean, Sam? I can't really top that. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> Whatever. You always fart in the car. <laughs> on the way. Okay. It's just like a cloud of smoke when you pull up. Wow. I'm glad you know this. You got to release. But know? yeah, I mean, I think for me, like I said, walking into the department, like Kim said, she doesn't really do that. But I actually introduce myself to people. I, I That way, that whole meeting is done and over with. I can kind of like... They can see me and my personality, and I feel like it just takes the edge off. Yeah, um, I can see that. And I do that whenever I can. Obviously, it's not every time. Yeah, you've done it um, a couple. But I've done it enough to where it makes me feel a lot better showing up on my first day. Because yeah. I'm more nervous about that, the about people. who I'm working yeah. with, than where to go and, and stuff like that. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the pros Okay. about it. Because... You know, again, this is just part of the gig. Like, there's no way to get around it. It's just you're going to have tons of first days depending on how long you're traveling for. And, yes, it can feel like a lot. And, yes, it can feel overwhelming sometimes because you feel like you're constantly starting over. And, you know, you get in there and you have a couple of days where you feel all over the place. It's like information overload. You're, like, trying to find your groove and, like, find your flow. And then... Within a couple of weeks, you're like in it, part of the team, ready to roll. And it like goes, you had been there for 15 yeah, years. Like the people I work with now, they feel like family. Like I love them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I like I feel like I've been at this department for years. And it's like before you know it, it's gone. It's mm-hmm. over. And you're like moving on to the next one. We're going That's on our crazy. we're going on our third extension right yeah, now. This is the and longest. I feel like I've been there 10 years. hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's insane. But there was a time where this is one of, I mean, this is the easiest contract I've ever had. Well, you Um, literally sit in the kitchen or in the, in the cafeteria with a computer and drink Mountain Dews all day. So (laughs) yeah. But anyway. While I'm busting my ass. But there was a time when I first got there that for the first two weeks, and I've, I've been doing IR for 13 years in some of the biggest monsters around this, like this United States, right? Big, big facilities. And I walked into this little tiny, you know, community hospital and there was a time for two weeks that I actually said to myself, I'm never going to get this. 
like just the way they do the computer system and the and the yeah. pack system and the scanning and the physicians and the and the the charting and the I was like I'm never gonna get this and yeah. it's funny like you always have that and then I look back on it and I'm like what was I even nervous Why were about you tripping? this was so easy yeah but it's funny you feel like that because it's so new it's and like, it's a lot and you're uh, learning a lot of different new things all at one time. Mm-hmm. A pro tip, because I think most people stress about the computer systems because most places have different systems or they have different versions of systems you're kind of familiar with. Uh, For us, we use different machines. And so a lot of people stress about that. So all I can say for that and what has helped me so much and I, I catch on really quickly is write it down. Like I literally, I'm so annoying, it hurts, but I make them whoever's training me write down step by step and I'm so specific and I'm so detailed I have them get down to like the micro because I want that step by step so that when I go off on my own if I'm like oh fuck how do what do I do again I just go back and I have it all step by step and so I don't have to keep bugging don't be that traveler that doesn't write things down and just keeps bugging and asking the same questions all the time because mm-hmm. there's nothing more annoying than that right no and I I, I still have my notebook I referred to it uh, yesterday and I've been there six months yeah um, but it is seriously step by step by step by step all the way to the end of how to exit uh-huh even though I know how to exit I need to know that that's the step that I do next. 100%. And so, yeah. So and annoying. once I wrote that down in my first week, I've never had to ask a question on how to do it unless it's like a crazy nuance right. that like never happens. Exactly. So write shit down, people, if you take yep. anything from this episode. And okay. it's cool because then you have little notebooks from all the different facilities. I know, Because we but always get a new notebook and new pens. But we just did an episode about downsizing and living simply. And so yeah. we probably shouldn't be lugging those I throw notebooks. them away. I do too. But- or I hand them to somebody and I'm like, here, the give this to the new traveler. Like, pay it forward. Yeah. That's a good thought. Okay. Yeah. So the pros are, even though it's a lot, you get to learn so many different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And this has honestly been my favorite part because I thought I was like this badass stenographer when I worked at Baptist Beaches. Shout out. Woo. What? what? <laughs> I love the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Since I've been traveling, I've become a far better sonographer, and that's because I've worked in so many different places with different doctors, like amazing rads, like amazing hands-on rads that I have learned so much from, and amazing techs and just different ways of doing things, and that is something that when you work at the same place for however many years, like if I would have never left the beach then you, you you don't have any other way of learning anything you would new. Have, you would have been Baptist Beaches good. Exactly. And like that's the thing is you're capped, right? Yeah. You only do the procedures that, that facility does. There's certain specialties that they don't do. Yeah. Like Baptist Beaches didn't really do transplants. 100%. Right? So that went downtown. So you would have never got exposed to that or high-risk OB or things like that. Right. And so it's the same with me is... You know, when I left Baptist Beaches, I was really good at my basics, but one of the radiologists turned to me, the IR doc, and she said, uh, you're going to actually learn what a real IR tech is. And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, you are not an IR tech. And I couldn't believe she said that. What a Well, it was actually really was true because I realized that, man, we only did a small spectrum of what we actually do. And the skill level of scrubbing and, and knowing these cases and, and being, you know, a being there for the physician yeah you know I I really didn't know hardly any of that so I was exposed to so much as a traveler and it's just 
blown through the roof. So, 100%. Yeah. So, but you, you, it, mindset is everything. 100%. And so having the mindset of, of opening yourself up to wanting to learn, wanting to ask questions, wanting to pick people's brains that you can learn from. Like, there's so many amazing people out there that we're going to come in contact with at these different hospitals that we work at and and really using that to our advantage to gain as much knowledge and wisdom and skills as we possibly can. Yeah. I mean, it really is such a cool thing that we get to do. Well, and that's kind of how I opened up at the beginning where you're going to learn so many ways. What do they say? There's so many ways to skin a cat or... Whatever. Skin a cat. That's like the same. Savage. That's the same. Who skins cats? That's disgusting. I don't think it's that. A hundred percent, babe. Skin a cat. There's a whole bunch of ways to skin a cat. Like shear a sheep. Sure, but anyway, it's the you can say what you want, like whatever makes you feel better. But I want to skin a kitty. I I don't either, but he wants like a bald kitty. The thing is, is you have to realize, you know, there's again, like I ran across it today, where I actually pulled one of the radiologists, uh, the IR doc was outside, and I was like, hey, so. You know, after this case, we always did things this way. Like, do you feel like that has any sort of pro or con to, you know, to helping the patient at all? Because we don't do that here. And I was just wondering, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because it is hard to be like, I feel like, you know, some places are really strict and, you know, you're learning things. You're like, oh my God, that makes sense. But then there's so many ways to do it that you get the same result. As long as it's not putting a patient at risk, I feel like, be open to learn new ways to do things. And if you don't like it, then use your way as long as you're not doing anything wrong. 100%. And then I think another big pro is the confidence that you gain. Oh, yeah. This is huge because, you know, I'm way, way, way more confident in so many different ways from traveling. And it's because traveling forces you whether you want to or not if you are signing up for the travel life you are going to be living outside of your comfort zone in all areas of your life and by doing that you are forced to show up you are forced to get uncomfortable you are forced to get out of your 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 normal zone and that builds confidence that builds character that allows you to get more comfortable in your own skin and to be show up and to show up in all these different places with different people and to be able to be yourself and to feel mm-hmm. to feel good yeah. in your own skin. skin. Right. And I mean again, like we'll talk about it, like smiling goes a long way. Well let's um, well that's a whole nother segment. Oh. I didn't know we had segments. Well so the pros and then we'll kinda of get into like some tips for helping to show up. Okay. Like you have on any your more pros? Day. I feel like I'm that's out. what I was kinda of, I think I think the last one was just kind of the confidence. I think yeah. that's such a huge pro, um, But again, I mean, we can't stress it enough. You have to be open to learn. Like if you just revert back to like how you were trained at like the first facility you were ever trained and you're closed off to learning new ways to do the same thing that you feel like you already know, the words I already know that are the most like destructive words you can put into your brain. Well, I think just having, if you are a fixed minded person, Mm -hmm. traveling is not for you. Get out now. I agree. Or, or you can totally travel, but you you're probably not gonna have the best experience. And there's tons of people that want to have different experiences, and that's cool. But if you want to open yourself up and really take advantage of this journey that we get to take, and really up level your life and elevate your experience in all ways, you have to have an open mind. And mm-hmm. if you have a fixed mindset in any area, you are gonna fucking struggle. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 
Okay, so now we can move into the next section that I've prepared. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like some tips for helping you show up as a boss, basically. On your first day, rock your first day. We did a whole talk about this at TravCon about showing up on your first day and how to kill it and how to make a, fir- a good first impression because that's huge. It sets the tone of your entire contract, really. Yeah, it does. So let's share a couple tips. Well, one. Just the tip. Smile, obviously. Be personable, be friendly, be open. Um, I also, you know, situational awareness is my biggest one. Um, and then I'll let you just kind of roll because I, I I feel like we have the same one, so I don't want to like just bulldoze your 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 ones. But situ- stop. Situational awareness is huge for me, and I think it's a lost art. Um, it's a lost skill. And what? Can I just say something? Yeah. I am blown away. And I don't know if it's because we live in a bubble or something. I don't know. But I am blown away by the amount of people who do not have situational awareness or social awareness like that I meet on the road. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Yeah. Like you feel like most people are like you. And then you realize once you get out there and meet a lot of people that most people are not like you. Yeah. At all. No, I know. And I think just situational awareness, especially if you work in a team environment, like really taking those first couple weeks to step back and observe. Don't just bombard your way in there and like kick down doors and and be this like overpowering presence. Like really take a step back and see how the team operates. See how... Who gets up? Who's the go-getter? Who's the one that kind of sits in the back? Who's the quiet one? Who's the loud one? Who's the jokester? Who's the go-getter? Like you just, you figure out who these people are and then you use your best assets as a team player to really fill that void that elevates the team, right? You're not just being like, oh, I'm just going to boss everybody around and tell them what to do because I know everything and, and I, I'm an exertive kind of person, but like really seeing how you fit into the team and and how your role can can be best, you know, suited in that team. And then also not being over the top. Like you can tell when people are, you know, just wanting to be on their phone for a little bit and being quiet and not just always having to like chat up the team or just really observe what goes on around you. Yeah, I agree, man. People really need to work on their... I agree. Like it's so funny, you know, like you, you'll be in the middle of a conversation with somebody about... Like, not even, like, important stuff, but just having a conversation, a normal conversation. And then someone comes over and, like, look at the video of my cat. (laughs) Like, look at, watch my video. And you're, like, we were just talking. Like, Mm -hmm. did you not? And it's just bizarre. Mm -hmm. It just blows my mind. And then it never stops. It's not, like, watch this video. And and then then you're, like, like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you guys were in the middle of something. It's just, like... It's very odd to me. I think everybody needs to kind of have some self-reflective time and ask yourself, are you one of those people? Because honestly, there is nothing more fucking annoying (laughs) than people that like don't get it Mm -hmm. and that they don't know how to be in social situations and like respect people's like conversations or I don't know, just like the space. And I just really thought that when you have headphones in, that's universal sign of don't bother me. Oh my gosh. You think? I, I thought so. Instead of tapping on people's shoulders and pulling oh the earphone God. out of their ear, yes, that <laughs> happened um, to me. 
Like you would, like you would literally sit there and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get some work done. I've got a lot to do," and then like put your earphones in and like basically like tape them to your head, and he would like come over and rip them out of your ears so that you would show me a tree and watch a video. Gosh, bless his heart. Okay, so don't be that person. No, and you know we've kind of touched on all of it, but I think something that's underrated and just something to kind of really think about and um like really like bring in on your first day is just show up and be the friendliest version of yourself like be friendly smile like be personable ask questions about people ask people you know people love to talk about their town they love to talk about where they're from ask them like where to go what to eat like starting conversations with people and by being friendly it's just like being approachable, you know, like when you are friendly, people are so much more apt to warm up to you faster or to be more patient with you Mm -hmm. or to give you leeway in some areas, like by just being likable, like honestly, like don't come in and have a scowl and sit in the corner. And again, if if that's your personality, I'm naturally like a, a bubbly person. You know, people at work call me sunshine. Like I can't, you know, it's like, that's me naturally. So, but just be your most natural version of yourself yeah. that's friendly and open and letting people know like, hey, like, I'm a nice person. I'm here to help. And I'd like to get to know you guys. Absolutely. You know? And to be honest with you, personality takes you farther than skill. 100%. You could be the best, like, skilled person. You do a whole pot on that. But... If you're a miserable person to be around, nobody cares. Nobody wants to work with you. No. Even, yeah, even if you could, like, rock the house and be, you know, the best sonographer ever, if you're an asshole, like, nobody's going to want to be around you. Like, there's literally been times that I've taken contracts that I was nowhere near the best one on the floor, but yet I was the one they asked to to extend. Because because, they liked you. Because they liked me because I was just my personable self. Yeah. And, like, it, it goes a lot farther. The last thing is really taking initiative you know again we said this before but there's you know not there usually you know you got to hit the ground running there's a limited amount of time you're going to be trained so ask the questions that you need and jump in there don't be afraid to jump in there roll up your sleeves take initiative how can i help again going back to situational situational awareness where are they stocking the linens where are they getting the gel whatever it is for your department like go and start stocking the linens go and clean the machine like Hey, do you want, can I get this patient? Like just jump in there. And for me, I'm always a lot more nervous until I jump in and do my first patient. Mm -hmm. And once I scan my first patient, I go through the whole thing on my own. I start to be like, okay, like I can do this and it breaks the ice and I start to feel the nerve settle. Mm -hmm. So jump in there as quickly as you can. Like don't be that person or that traveler who's lazy or who's just sitting around waiting for someone to tell them what to do. Um, Because unfortunately there's travelers out there (laughs) that give us a bad rap that are just like I'm only here for a couple months I don't really care I'm just here to like you know get by and and whatever it's like don't have that kind of mentality like you're there to hustle you're there to work you're there to be helpful and the traveling community is a really small community and so word gets around and so you want to do it for yourself to have integrity and to be do a good job but also because you know the hospitals give you reviews and you know recruiters talk so do a just do a good job yeah no absolutely don't be the person don't be a lazy don't be the person that sits in the chair and looks at their phone until somebody tells you what to do like granted i will do that sometimes now (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, I will, too. But that's only because I'm really close to the girls that I work with. And, you know, we'll all fluff around and be like, I don't want to do it. Right? But we have a relationship now and, and we're, well, like, you're friends. established. Right. Don't do that on, like, your first couple of weeks. No, I busted my butt. We actually said that. So, like, one of the techs that I work with, we were talking and we were like, he and I could just all of a sudden turn lazy. And people would give us the benefit of the doubt because of the way we started. Because of like right. who we were and what we've established. They know to my core that I'm not a lazy person. So if I come in and I just sit on my phone one day, they know that I'm just freaking tired or I just feel like sitting on my phone today. Like It's not a pattern. It's not yeah. who I really am. So really going out of your way at the beginning to just be a rock star. Yeah. Like Have that in your mind. Like create an alter ego. I actually said at Travcon, I like to consider myself the IR cowboy. Like I go in with this alter ego of just like, it's still myself. It's my truest self, but I'm very conscious of how I'm showing up. I'm very conscious of the example I'm setting and I try to be a go-getter and then you kind of can start to settle in and, and feel the flow and see how things yeah, go. A hundred percent. But when you start the tone of being like that, badass rock star go-getter hard worker when you do have an off day or you do feel lazy they're just like oh kim like she's you know we love her she's such she's a great worker but you know she's just tired today yeah. right because i've already set the relationship and right. the tone for who i am and how i work well i think that jumps right into the next point that i kind of wanted to end on was you have to understand the mentality that you're walking into that they have of you you do not know what came before you. Mm -hmm. So their guard is up because you're just a random person. And unfortunately, like we said, travelers do get a bad rap of just like they're only here for three months. They don't care. They don't mm -hmm. want to learn. They just want to do the job and get out. And and that's that's great for what it is. But why can't you be a rock star for those three months and then get out? Stay out of the drama. Do a good job. Yeah. But the people that you're walking into, they, they are really on edge to see what what you're like, how you work, what you're going to be teaching other staff. Like if you're going to be in there just dissecting their their department, um, if you're not good with the patients, if you're not good at your your skill, yeah. like they don't know you. They don't know they're taking a risk on you, bringing you into their world, which they're very protective over. Yeah. So really understanding that from a level and being sensitive to that. Yeah. And really catering like you wouldn't just walk up and drop kick a kid in the head right what? i'm just You're saying very savage today. in general These you wouldn't examples. just like kick a kid right you would nurture you'd be like sensitive to a Who child kicks a kid exactly you, so, you, so you wouldn't just walk in and kick what i'm saying is the leads and the people around you that's their baby like that's where they work that's right, their right. place of work they think highly of it maybe i don't know but you just don't walk in and just be like oh screw well, this and place it, and i yeah, I think, you know, a big takeaway is humbling yourself, Yeah, you know, and, and going in and knowing there is a learning curve for everybody involved. So just like you're nervous to walk in and don't know what you're walking into, they don't know you either and they have to learn you and they have to figure you out and how you're going to work in the department and what you're bringing to the table or what you're not bringing to the table. And so really humbling yourself and not taking things personally. Right. Right. There's 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 lots of times depending on where you go, but, you know, maybe they're hovering a little bit or, or trying to teach you things or that show you, you things know. that you already know. So a good story. We'll end it with this. A really good story is. The, OK, so where I am now, my first day, I was following around the lead who's fantastic. 
and she's a great stenographer. Mm-hmm. I was following her around and she wouldn't let me scan or anything. I was basically like just watching her scan, which is so weird. Um, but a lot of places are like, like just watch this one. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. But I was, you're learning the machine and that kind of yeah. stuff. But anyway, so I'm following her around and she's like, okay, you know, teaching me how to scan through the liver. And she's like, they like it to be like a movie screen. So you start all the way, you know, superior and go inferior, like all the way through, like sweeping through. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, I know I've been a stenographer for 12 years. I'm a damn good stenographer. I know what I'm doing. And then she's teaching me how to clean the probe and make sure I clean the wires and blah, blah, blah. And like all these things that I legit, you learn on the first day of school, right? And I'm like, this is insane. And so I was like, I'm not going to get it because I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Come on. But I was like, I'm not going to take it personally because, again, she doesn't know anything about me. So she's talking to me like she like she doesn't know anything about me. She doesn't understand what, what I know or whatever. And so, anyways, come to find out, they had a traveler before me. And there was also somebody else that was there that they were basically was just a hot freaking mess. And they had to go back to the basics and really, really, really like be very careful with with these people. And so they were worried that, you know, they wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to that I knew what I was doing and it had nothing to do with me. And so. They wanted to check all of my scans. That's what it was. I was starting to get annoyed because the first two... So I didn't scan it all the first day, but then the second day and the third day, I started scanning on my own. In every exam I did, they wanted to they wanted to check it. And I was kind of like, okay. But then they checked my scans. And after, you know, those two days, they're like, you're good. Like, we don't need to check you anymore. Like, you got this. And it was because they were just wanting to make sure I knew what I was doing and I had nothing to do with me. And so just remember that whatever department you're walking in, if you experience anything like that where you feel like you want to be like, do you even know who I am? Or like, do you know how long I've been doing this? Like, don't talk to me like that. Like, resist the urge to be defensive because we're all learning each other. Yeah. You know? And I like the feeling of like, if you're secure in your skills, them checking you is not a big deal. Right. Because you're secure in what you're doing. And if they have some feedback, fantastic. If they don't and they're saying something and you're knowledgeable enough, you could talk to them and say, well, this is why I understand this and do you understand it differently? It's a conversation. They're not like our ego gets in the way and we feel like we have to prove ourselves, which technically we do. Mm -hmm. And that can be tough. That's a tough thing to jump through, a hoop to jump through. But what I've noticed and what you've even said is just like, when you're confident in your own skills, they can check you all you want to. And you'd be like, yeah, like, right. I mean, do you have any feedback? Because if not, maybe you'll learn something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so just kind of preparing yourself for that and and knowing that it's just part of it. It's a part of being new. It's a part of walking into a department. You do, it's not probably a popular thing to say, but it's the truth. There's a period of time that you have to prove yourself. Yep. You have to prove your skills, that you're a good worker, all of that, because they don't know you yeah. and they want to make sure you're a good fit because if you're not, you know, there's travelers that I've worked with that have been let go because they weren't able to do what they said that they could do. It's just part of it. And mm-hmm. so anyways, it's I mean, just... I worked with a doc last week that literally told me to go stand in the corner because, Aww. because I was doing a liver biopsy and he was like, you know, it's not that I don't trust you. I mean, I mean, I do. I just, I, I, I just would rather work by myself. 
And it's just that type of like it's that put easy you to, into a tizzy. It did because it was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, dude. You, it's like it's frustrating. You're like, really, dude? You don't even like you actually need my help, bro. Like yeah. you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's frustrating. But it's like again, we talked it out. But it's like, don't take it personally. Right. It has nothing to do with you, and it's not worth making a big stink over. Right. And that guy, you know. That's just how he rolls. What was funny was it was a traveling doctor. Mm-hmm. Which funny which you would Which he and think. I ended up becoming best friends. Yeah, and I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, you meet my wife and now you're my best friend? Well, like, the only reason we became besties overnight is because he's he lived in Florida for a while. And so we were talking about St. Augustine. It bonded us. All the places that we've gone that we both knew and related to. And so we kind of hit it off. Yeah, he asked me my name 16 times until he met Kim, and then all of a sudden he knows me. He was like, I was like, you work with my husband. And he was like, who's that? And I was like, he's an IR. And he's like, what's his name? And I was like, Aaron. He's like, who's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I had done four cases with him. But then he went back and be like, he's like, hey, Aaron, what's up? I'm yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah, Yo, you from Jack? I'm a matchmaker. I bring people together. Anyway. It's my sparkling personality. I'm running out of fumes. All right. Steam here. Let's let's end it, man. That's it. That's yeah. a wrap. Um, hopefully, you found this valuable in some way. Let us know in the feedback and what what you took away, or if you have any questions, you can reach out on freedomandscribes.com and contact us and let us know any questions you have. Leave us a review, and we will see you next time. Yeah, and I wanted to say too, if you guys are, you know, if you've heard us talking about traveler school and you're super interested in that, um, you can go to kimandarong.com. It is in the details in the show notes um, because I spell my name very funny, and so that way you can um, actually see it. And I wish you could see Kim's <laughs> snorty face that she's making at me right now. So, anyway, I'm everything's hungry. everything's everything's in the show notes, and um, we'll see you next week. Until next time, stay legendary. <laughs> Did you just take Tom <laughs> Billu? I totally just ripped Tom Billu's impact theory off. I did that on purpose. This is stay legendary, my friends. Whatever. Stay legendary, brah. Okay. Dream, inspire, love. Educate, inspire, adventure. Live free, the die. Out. Deuces. <laughs>